0: Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com.
1: Hi, this is Cecilia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Good and welcome to Fement Femen about, about It, it. on Heritage Radio Network.org.
1: I'm Mary Izette.
2: And I'm Chris Guzmi.
1: And we're your co-hosts through this <laughs> weekly journey of all things fermented.
2: On Stitcher, iTunes, and Archive also here on Radio Network.org.
1: All right, so we'll start with some announcements before we get to the main guests. First up is Heritage Radio Network, this absolutely wonderful not-for-profit Radio Station that is providing you with this podcast has had a Kickstarter going to help rebuild their website to make it more user-friendly, more user-interactive, and just overall better Period. So they made their Kickstarter. They now have thirty-seven thousand six hundred and seventy-three hey. dollars <laughs> pledged of their thirty-five thousand goal. There are twenty-two hours left to go. That's it, twenty-two hours, and they'd really like to make their stretch goal. So please help us out if you go to Kickstarter.com and search Heritage Radio Network, or actually, if you just Google uh, Heritage Radio Network, or, your, you know search engine of choice, Heritage Radio Network Kickstarter, you will find a way and you have a chance in the next 22 hours to not only help support this amazing station and shows like ours, um, but there's some really good prizes, so check it out, Kickstarter.com, Heritage Radio Network.
2: That's right. Speaking of helping out, Brunity is holding its second event this Sunday, uh, May 17th. As many of you know, the Lower East Side in Manhattan got hit with a pretty uh, devastating blast, which affected uh, local businesses such as Jimmy's No. 43, uh, uh, Burp Castle, uh, as well as uh, many other places. Some people were just uh, displaced from their homes for a moment. Um, and we are holding an event called Suds in Solidarity. It will be held at the 6th Street Community Center on 6th Street between Avenue B and C. Tickets are $25 in advance, $30 day of, Sunday, May 17th. You can go to Brunity.com to find out more information about the event. We're serving some homebrew. Mary's got some crazy stuff going on. What'd you you bring It. Be ahoy. Be ahoy is what you're bringing.
1: Or a swanky. (laughs) Or or maybe both.
2: And or. It's going to be very fun. And you should come.
1: That is this Sunday, by the way. So if you're in New York City and you're looking for something delicious to do on Sunday, go grab your ticket
2: com B-R-E-W-N-I-T-Y
1: dot com. All right. So we're in the midst of the second annual Queen's Beer Week. So it started on May 8th, and it continues through the 17th, which is this Sunday. So I don't know. You guys outside of New York City might not know, but the borough of Queens has more breweries than any other borough in New York City. So we have just reached seven breweries and one cidery in the absolutely amazing borough of Queens, and they are celebrating their beer all week long. So um, not only does this mark the second week of Queens Beer Week, but it's the newest, the seventh brewery opening in Queens called Long Island City Beer Project. Kuzme.
2: Ah, Long Island City Beer Project with uh, Gianni Carici, Damon Oskerson, and uh, Brewer Daniel Acosta making amazing beers. It's very exciting. Uh, We're so excited to have them on the scene now. Friday night at Alewife, they will be there at 8 p.m. Uh, with some of their their freshest beers, their newest beers. But Saturday, their tap-, tap room will be open, I believe, from noon to 8 p.m.
1: This is the first time at The Public. So they're located um, kind of north Long Island City, I guess, is what it is would be called it's kind of the unofficial neighborhood of Dutch kills uh, area of Dutch kills so this is your first chance it's New York City's first and only cool ship that's right and what are you what are we going to be doing Friday before oh, doing? Aoy.
2: Mary and I have done a collaboration with Big Alice Brewing Company and uh, we have a, a beer called Mice Elf um, myself so we would love you to come taste myself
1: what kind of beer is it? <laughs>
2: it's, it's a uh, Belgian Double IPA brewed with Kyle Hurst and John Kilty, and uh, we really hot blasted it in the end of it. It was, it was very, very awesome. A lot of citrus and co atop a uh, pilsner, uh, wheat and oats base with their house uh, Belgian yeast strain, and it's it's really, really, really lovely. I'm very excited about it. So that's pregame, six to eight p.m. on Friday night. Then eight p.m. we're going to uh, going to to support our friends from Long Island beer, beer Project, City Beer Project.
1: And on that note, Chris and I are very excited to have our second beer together at our new, newer gypsy brewing company called Cousette Libations. So our second beer is coming to market this week. It's called Revenge of the Emu. It is a single galaxy hopped Australian sparkling ale
2: dedicated to the Great Emu War of 1932, which is a real thing! Apparently there were so many emus running rampant in Western Australia that the government got involved, and they got the army involved in, in trying to eradicate the emus, and they were shooting at the emus with all these uh, machine guns, and, and uh, they, they lost. They were The emus were too fast, and so this is kind of... But one of them's mad, and so there's Revenge of the Emu. That's our beer. And now on to our show
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right we're super excited to have um lita shintob so she is a guest that we've had on the show before and um she and her husband nash patel own dosa kitchen food truck in up in vermont so are you guys on we are all right
3: welcome back
1: Thank you. Nice to be with you.
3: Thank you. Nice to be with you.
1: Yeah, so we are super excited because I have to say, Dose is kind of one of my favorite foods right now. This is a food... Um, that I wasn't, I was never exposed to doses, I think, until I moved to, to New York City. And on Friday, Chris and I were out. Um, we had to run an errand in Long Island. So we were in Hicksville, Long Island. And it turns out that Hicksville, Long Island has a proliferation of DOSA restaurants. So we had a wonderful lunch buffet that included doses, kind of wow. as homework leading up to the show. <laughs> yes, right. And it got us even more excited. So we're so excited to have you guys on the show and talk about, um, you know, what are doses the ins and outs of Dosa making and all about your Dosa kitchen truck up in Vermont.
2: But first, let's get a refreshment. Who are you guys? Why are you here?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Lita Seindhoven and I've been experimenting with fermentation for the past decade and a half. I wrote a book called Cultured Foods for Your Kitchen, 100 Recipes Featuring the Bold Flavors of Fermentation, and I was on your show last fall sharing that. Great episode. And, um, the book explores making your own ferments and using them in everyday recipes. And I started with kefir and experimented with many different ferments. Um, I'm, I'm from New York and moved up to Brattleboro, Vermont, five years ago with Nash. Uh, when I met Nash, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I was turned on to the dosa, which is fermented, of course. Um, and the rest is history, really. Um, I will let him introduce himself and tell you about himself.
3: Okay, I'm uh my name is Nash and I'm from uh South India. Uh the city is Hyderabad, India. And uh yeah, and uh, uh I grew up uh, uh eating dosas, idlis, um vadas, uh uttapams, uh, everything fermented and yeah.
1: We'll get into what
4: all those
1: are a little bit. Awesome. So, so obviously, Nash, you grew up with fermented foods, and Lita, you've really got tuned into them, and um, are doing a bunch along the way. That's super exciting. So, yeah, let's start with what is a dosa. So, like I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever had doses or ever encountered them until I moved to New York City, and I'm sure that's true um, across the country. It's, it's. They're still, you know, I feel like they're becoming a little more popular, but they're really relatively unknown. Um, on a, yeah. the whole scale, so what is a dosa?
3: A dosa is a fermented rice and uh, lentil crepe uh, that's crispy and tangy um, and delicious, <laughs> uh, and it's uh, naturally gluten-free and dairy-free. Um, it's uh, the and uh, eaten by millions of uh, Indians uh, every day as that's a staple food, rice. Uh, um and uh it's uh the, the rice and lentils are um are soaked um and four hours and then they're fermented for another eight hours, seven, eight hours. Um yeah.
4: uh then it's browned.
3: And then you, you grind it into a batter and uh yeah, and uh, uh and
1: and then it's basically you're you're cooking this on a it's so dosa for those of you who've never experienced them are you know this wonderfully kind of tangy crispy thin delicious thing um, so it's cooked on a you know it's cooked very thin on kind of a hot griddle right
3: yes yeah so you uh, you uh, you bring the griddle uh, you can use uh, a nonstick pan or a uh, or a, a cast iron um, and uh, you heat the pan with uh, uh, you heat it up to a high flame or a medium flame and then you cool it down with uh, water and uh, uh, it's like you cool it down and at the same time you're greasing the pan at the same time uh, so you use two-in-one method and um, then you put in the batter and you, you go in a circular motion and you make a round circle um, with it and uh, like the harder roll. you you press down, you get the uh, the more you spread, you can get a a, a crispy. Uh, there are different ways of doing dosas, so there are different types of dosas too. So we can get into that. Uh, dosas thin and crispy, um, uh, and then there's the palm which is thicker and soft. And then there's the set dosa. Um, and uh, after you put the dose on, you add a little oil to it, and then you flip it. Uh, it's like a pancake, but, uh.
4: And that's the main difference. I, I, people find very interesting that you don't, you sort of oil the pan, not really oil it, but you, there's a coating, sort of like how you keep a cast iron skillet in good shape. But the oil gets drizzled in after the batter goes on mm-hmm. and after it starts to bubble a little bit. And so the oil cooks into it, and that's how it releases from the pan. Some some folks don't use oil, but it, it's crispier and, and tastier when you use oil.
2: Does the oil get drizzled right onto the dosa, or around the sides of the dosa?
4: The sides and in it too. Yeah, a lot along the sides, and then and in into it too, like where the holes start to to form the
1: bubbles. So you you guys mentioned utapam. And that is, so that's the same dough. It's just thicker. Is that correct?
3: Yes, it's just thicker. And uh, yeah, and the uttapams are different styles. You can put, uh, in India, they use, uh, they put in fresh onions, fresh green chilies. It's spicy. They put in fresh tomatoes in it. So as you put the dough down, it's like a pancake. So as you put the dough down, you can, you, you just put in all these fresh ingredients into it. And then you flip it. And the onions and the tomatoes and the green chilies is known as an onion chili utapam. Uh, the, 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 the classic uh, utapam, and uh, and you just eat it like bread, and you can have it with sambar, which is the lentil uh, soup they call. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, made out of drumsticks and uh, uh, tomatoes, and there are different versions of that. And,
1: and that drumstick is a vegetable.
3: And it's a drumstick. A <laughs> <Yeah>. drumstick. Ah. <laughs> it's the name of
1: a vegetable.
3: It's the name of a vegetable. So
1: kind of traditional doses, sometimes they have fillings, sometimes they don't. And how, how do people eat it?
3: Um, uh, some of them um, have, uh, like you can just, uh, like, ha- like how you would have a tortilla sometimes. Burrito. But people just break it with their hand. They take each, Cheese and they dip it into the mashed potato. That's the classic. You get a mashed potato. Uh, it's known as the masala dosa. Is the classic. Okay. Um, and uh, the the dosas vary like from paper masala to masala. Um, so the paper masala is like thin and crispy, long, 20 uh, inch, 25 inch dosa. Very dramatic. And it's dramatic. It's like big, like a big pipe and. Uh, they have, and uh, those are the paper masalas. Uh, and they have different versions. They have a vegetable version. Um, each family in India has a different style of how they eat the dosa. So, and uh, they're known, uh, the, in where I'm from, they have a different style of dosa known as Pesaratu. So sometimes you don't need to, you can make the dosa, but you don't need to ferment it. It's, a, it's a known as a quick dosa, so all you do is soaking the lentils and uh, you just uh, you make the batter and everything is fresh. You put in green chilies, you put in onions, ginger, and you make a quick dosa, which is flavored, like a flavored dosa. Yeah.
2: And so the quick dosa, you would still soak the lentils for four hours, right?
3: Yeah, you would still soak that for four hours or an overnight. Yeah.
2: But you wouldn't ferment for eight hours and... If you ferment no, over eight uh, hours, then yeah. you get kind of dangerously sour, right? Yeah.
1: We Not. haven't tried it. I, I've been meaning to try it, fermenting <laughs> yeah. it. We no. we did. I bring, yeah, that's
2: why I bring it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've made doses at home, and um, we did. We let it go a little long just because we got busy and and everything, and it was definitely edible. It actually, had a yeah. ton of flavor, but it was pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: So really fermenty. and yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And on that note, we are going to take a very quick break. We will be right back to talk more about what you guys do with doses in your Dosa Kitchen truck and um, some of the other great fermented stuff that you make to go along with it.
2: Fement about it.
0: In 1986, L. Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. This is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, and you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
2: Welcome back to Foment About It on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. It is Monday, May 11th, and we are on the phone with Nash Patel and Leda Chantel. And uh, Nash uh, was born in Edelbad, South India, and has a Dosa Kitchen food truck, South Indian soul food, and we're talking all things doses.
1: So where are you guys in Vermont? How long? No, Where?
4: Oh, I'm sorry. We're at Brattleboro, Vermont. It's the uh, the southernmost part of Vermont. Exit one.
1: And how long have you had the Dosa Kitchen food truck? How how'd you guys? Well, yeah. Let's just start with how how long have you guys been around
4: doing? We we started last August and we went through the end of October, and then we continued uh, selling making and selling doses at the Brattleboro Winter Farmers Market. Um, we we closed the fo- food truck I and mean, it was like. Halfway covered with snow for quite a while. <laughs> it had so much snow here, could barely get to it. So, and we just opened again on May first. So we were starting a, a, a full season this year.
1: And what was it, what compelled you to bring doses to the to the uh, public in Vermont?
4: Well, we're both very uh, oriented toward food, the two of us, and. Um, Nash had a job at a bakery, and he was, he was ready to move on from that and really do something on his own. And he's, I, I would say he's an amazing Indian cook, and he, uh, he, he makes wonderful doses, and I would a- always ask him, when are you going to make doses? When are you going to make doses? It would be like a special treat. And we, we just thought this could be a good business, I'm making dosas. Um, nobody has that around here. That we're actually the only South Indian eatery in in Vermont, um, and people seem to love them. And they're they're gluten free and dairy free and um,
2: everything you serve me. on the on the truck from Dosa Kitchen is gluten free, right? All your offerings. Yeah,
4: that's right. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do when you're main. Your main base is gluten free.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's true. But, so let's talk about we. I have the menu. We have the menu sitting right in front of us. Um, so you guys offer several different fill, fillings for dosa plates, and then you also offer dosa wraps. So let's talk about you guys do a curry of the day, as well as a couple of other um, standard curries. So let's talk about developing. How do you guys choose what you know your curry of the day?
4: Well, um, the first day of the season, we we went with the masala. Um, masala dosa that's the mashed potato because it's classic so we thought we'd open with that and we still had um, potatoes from the winter so that you know that plays a, a big part in in what we choose it, over the winter we did a lot of um, sunshine squash and butternut squash because that was it went through the whole winter mm-hmm. um, so we'll go seasonal and um, this week we're gonna we're planning on making a fiddlehead fern curry because those are in season. Awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, ramp. and ramps. Yeah, ramps Minus. are coming next. Um, so for, those are for the vegan the vegan curries, and the, um, we we always make a chicken curry. It'll be a a slightly different style depending on um, what Nash feels like cooking, but usually a coconut base, and and then we do a, a local lemongrass pork curry, um, which isn't totally traditionally indian the, the lemongrass but we just love it and it it makes a great filling cool and, let's and ha- then we'll have specials like on cinco de mayo we did a pork tinga it's a chipotle pork stew um because really so many fillings go with a dosa it doesn't have to always be indian
1: i can imagine absolutely that sounds amazing so let's talk about you guys have a series of dosa wrap what is a dosa wrap
4: so the wrap is a thicker, it, it would be an Utapam, what Nash was describing before, a thicker version of the dosa, thicker and smaller, and it's, it's a perfect wrap material. Um, I was making a falafel, and a, sort of a different kind of falafel made with nuts, and I thought this would be perfect wrapped into a dosa. And we tried it out, and we put tahini sauce on it, and um, cabbage salad, and wrapped it up and it was perfect and it just it holds all our fillings so you'd have chicken in it or the pork and um it's it's a nice um grab and go kind of lunch option that's here for people who work in town here and they can they can get it and it's a it's a little um more affordable than the, the larger plates or if you're looking for something a little smaller
1: Cool, and you have everything from a vegan curry to you said, like you mentioned, your nutty falafel to a kimchi wrap. You have a Grafton cheddar, which is a local cheese, uh, and a cheese and sauerkraut wrap. So, where do you guys do? Are you making your own kimchi and sauerkraut? Are you sourcing that locally? Yeah, we make our own kimchi and sauerkraut. We spent a lot of time this winter making
4: it while while both kinds, the Napa cabbage and the other cabbage, were in season. We filled three refrigerators full of of the kimchi and the, the sauerkraut, and we're, we'll be able to use it up until we can get more of it. And um, yeah, we make, we use the the, um, the sauerkraut in our a salad. Also we make a kale and sauerkraut salad. It's a masala sauerkraut, so it's got a bunch of Indian spices like cumin, fennel, turmeric, coriander. and. Um, we sell we sell bottles of that on the truck as well as oh, putting it into our into our our foods and a nice way of getting ferments into into your into oh. various aspects of our menu. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, and then we have uh, the dosa dog, which is our our, our, our kind of our signature dish. Um, it's a a local beef and pork hot dog wrapped in a, a thick dosa, an palm and we have a, a house fermented mustard and the masala sauerkraut and the grasping cheddar the local cheddar and hot sauce and that's our alternative hot dog and people really like that one that's
2: (laughs) so fun oh this is fun (laughs) and you have beet kvass
4: yeah right we have beet kvass and we were talking about that on the show last time that's right yeah so we make the the kvass and we sell it on the truck i'm we're, slowly, people are catching on a little bit to beet <laughs> it's, uh You don't expect to see it on in an Indian food truck. Right. Um, but really cool thing that we do with it is when we're at the bottom of the jar, we take those beets and we chop them up and we throw them into the salad. And it's so be- it looks really beautiful that way.
3: And I was having this idea about taking the beet kawas and... Maybe making it into a slushy and wondering how would that be. (laughs) You
2: should see Mary's face right now with that one. That was, yes, (laughs) please try it.
1: Let us know. That sounds amazing. Also, I think that's cool that you mentioned that you're using the leftover beets in um, a salad because that is actually a question I see quite often on the Internet or that I've heard people ask, you know, when you make a gavas, what do you do with the leftover beets? So I think that's a great way to use them. Um, And then I have to ask, you have something called a Vermont Sweetwater Soda. What is a Vermont Sweetwater Soda?
4: It's a a local brand here, and it's really delicious. I am really opposed to selling commercial sodas um, in general, and I I really like this brand because it's it's local, and it's much less sugar than typical sodas. And they have all different flavors, a root beer, a cola, a bunch of fruit flavors. And they also have a, a maple seltzer, which is made from the sap of the maple tree. Ooh, that and sounds that, awesome! Yeah, it's le- it's just slightly sweet and really refreshing.
2: How often does your menu change?
4: Well, we have a sort of a set menu um, that you you're looking at, and folks can see on our website, um, and that it's pretty set for the the summer. But we'll we'll add specials and and. Since the, the curries can change they, change, they can change every every couple of days or every day or every week.
2: And what about the chutneys?
4: Chutney, we generally do a coconut chutney. And, may, you know, once tomatoes come into season... A tomato chutney. Yeah, we love that one. We love tomato
2: what is a chutney, and how do you make a chutney?
3: Um, a chutney you um, is uh, really simple. You take in... Um, need to get fresh coconut. Um, fresh coconut. Uh, it's known as a. Uh, we, we add a green chili to it. We add a little bit of ginger, um, and uh, you can put either coriander to make it green. Uh, uh, and lentil is known as uh, uh, dalia. It's known as uh, chana dalia. So it's like a soaked uh, lentil which is ready. So you just blend all these. Uh, uh, these ingredients together with some water, uh, and you can you can put water or you can put in coconut milk, um, and you just uh, if you have a mix you can just put it in there and uh, grind it to, on a heavy speed, and uh, your your chutney is ready. It's um, and then to finish the chutney you need to do a tempering process, which is done all over India. You take in hot oil. Bring it to a high temperature, and then you put in three ingredients. You put in uh, red chilies, dried, dried red chilies, mustard seed, and uh, curry leaves. And once they all, uh, you put in one, uh, one item at a time. Uh, you put in the red chilies first, and, and you get this smoky flavor, and then you add that oil to the uh, lentils and and then you cover it, it's a process, and then the smoky flavor remains in the chutney for a while, and then you remove it, and then you can just have it with your hot doses.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> are some ch- and,
3: and there are different versions of the chutney, like you can have a sesame chutney, you can make all different types of chutneys, coconut chutney, plain coconut chutney, without any tempering process. Uh, you can do a coriander chutney, uh... You um like so you you can just take any like you can make a cucumber chutney just cucumber and then put a temper process in it so like there's so many variations like hundreds of chutneys you could do and um, have it with dosas
2: right and many are fermented right some chutney um, no they're, they're,
3: they are not fermented okay um they are all fresh chutneys.
1: And what would be the tips? So when we, it's I would say doses for home cooks. You know, if you're if you don't have anywhere around you that that makes a dosa, um, and you want to make it at home, what would there? I, f- I find that they're a little bit tricky. What would be tips for, for people that are looking to make their own doses?
4: I would start off with an utapam because it's thicker and there's less less chance of um, of failure for like less chance of a tearing. Um, and then, and then start making your doses thinner and thinner. And, you know, the, the great thing about it is that you, uh, even if they tear or they, they, they look funny, they're going to taste delicious as long as you cook it through. Absolutely. So you
1: just keep practicing and, and it'll come to you. And what kind of ratio do you guys recommend for people that are starting out, um, Ratio of rice to lentils, and what type of lentils, or does that really matter?
4: Um, Well, the type of lentil is ura dal, and um, sometimes people add chana dal, which is a a chickpea dal. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And that gives you a little, uh, Mm -hmm. it gives you a brown texture to it, a nice golden brown texture. So that's, uh, people do that. Some people in India do that, and some people don't. So it's various uh, places they do and don't. Uh, most of the restaurants, I think, add, add it, uh add a little chana dal that gives you that that uh, golden brown texture, uh, the color to the dosa. Otherwise, if you don't add it, it uh, some of the dosas are homemade and they list, like they look white. So,
4: and the dosa recipe um, is in one of our dosa recipes is in my book, Culture Foods for Your Kitchen. Awesome. Uh, folks can take a look.
2: Where can we find that book?
4: You can find it in (laughs) our local bookstore, hopefully,
1: and and online
4: everywhere. You can get it.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope for those of you out there that have never tried a dosa, please go out and seek a dosa at one of your local joints or when you travel. Um, If you happen to be lucky enough to be in Brattleboro, Vermont, please check out Dosa Dosa Kitchen, kitchen. South Indian Soul Food Truck. Thank you guys so much for being on the show, and uh, it's... You're very inspiring, and I'm really hungry for a dose of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Later,
2: Nash, we will see you in Brattleboro. Awesome.
1: <laughs>
3: thank you. Please.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. We missed one announcement at the beginning. This week is not only Queen's Beer Week here in New York City, but it is National American Craft Beer Week, May 11th through 17th. So to find out more and participate in an event near you, please visit www.craftbeer.com and... The site is is littered with American Craft Beer Week information. They have a great handy guide to uh, American Craft Beer Week celebrations all over. You can sort it by state or search it by city or whatever. Um, But please check it out. It's craftbeer.com and help celebrate American Craft Beer Week from May 11th to 17th.
2: American Craft Beer and South South Indian soul food. They go great together.
1: Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.